My guest is Francois Van Kirk, who is a singer, songwriter, TV personality, general good guy, and an old friend of mine. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> so I'm cool, and you? So good to see you again. I always enjoy seeing you and tattooing you for years now. Lucky to see you. Um, so tell me, Slayer or Metallica? Metallica. I've uh, missed Slayer slightly in my youth. I don't know why. It's one of those bands that I just kind of miss. You need to revisit them. <laughs> is, that, is that good? Okay. Few movies have portrayed life on the road as well as almost famous. Um, if you could pick one album or a song to narrate on the road part of your touring, which song would you use? Shit. Um, I think, um, at the yeah, funny thing, at the moment, because we're not touring yeah. on the road again, Willie Nelson. <laughs> you would want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> on the road again. Um, and uh, I think for normal vibes, um, let's not think what the guy's name is. Um, Oh, shit, no, I can't remember the... the Sing it. <laughs> well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to. Um, Metallica actually covered this song. Silver Bullet Band. Bob Seger. That's right. What's the song? Uh, <laughs> uh, turn the page. Bob Seger, turn the page. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to listen to yeah, that. Yeah, clearly, I don't know who he is. It's, it's uh, really cool. I, I, he kind of sings about, you know... Um, on the road. Being on the road, you, you know... St Putting everything um, in every night and yeah, kind of yeah, ending yeah, yeah. up alone in your hotel room, smoking your last cigarette. Oh, that sounds it's cool. Quite cool. Yeah. yeah, I'll definitely listen to it. Um, so you know that I'm friends with most of your band members and an old manager, Brendan. Yeah. He he kind of suggested I ask you a question about whether you've ever smashed a, a TV like a rock star. <laughs> I'm not very rock star like, but I have. <laughs> Can you tell us about that? Um, at at Opikopi, um, have you have you ever been? Yeah, Opikopi. but like long ago, I didn't see you there. I think this was uh, we played Opikopi. Um, it obviously uh, hasn't happened since 2018. Mm -hmm. I think it was the last one, but we played everyone since 2014. So I've, I was mm. there 15 years. Right. Well, then uh, I did see you, but I didn't. <laughs> but I was I was kind of part of we were kind of part of the furniture. I've been, I was there with Fokov, with Van Kartel, with yeah, my yeah, solo yeah. vibe, everything, and obviously became good friends with the organizers and the team there and. I had massive parties, obviously. Yeah, yeah. That top bar is like, uh, it's like somewhere, it's like a place between <laughs> heaven and hell. I don't know. Depending on the night. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and uh, one night we had a massive party as usual, and I woke up, can't remember a thing. I, I completely blacked out. I blacked out when I woke up, I was still in the blackout vibe. Right. So I smashed the TV, didn't want to get into the van, so my band had to kind of, carry me and push me into the van. We drove halfway to Cape Town and I woke up and I was like, hey, how are you guys, how are you guys doing? And everyone was like completely pissed off with me because I was yeah, like yeah, this yeah. fucking disaster that morning. <laughs> and then uh, the organizers phoned Vainant, which has always been kind of the, yeah. the, the responsible on, on the one. management side, you know. <laughs> he said, no, um, I smashed the TV in the room and um, I'm going to have to pay for it. And... I can remember at all, and, and then it? someone else saw me smash it. But it was one of those small. I know, but that's not very. No, not at all. It's like a small, like 
2,000 Rand old school TV. <laughs> and I think they subtracted it from our pay that year. <laughs> okay, no. I mean, when I speak to Roger, the stories he's told me is that they used to throw it out of hotel windows. And whoever did it the best was somebody who could throw it the longest with the TV, with the picture still on it. Oh. That's how you rated who did it better than somebody else. No, mine know? was in the room <laughs> from year to year. Over I mean, it. Something like that. And, and the funny thing is, they obviously um, told us they're going to take the money off so they can replace it. But yeah, yeah. the year after we went back and there was the TV just wasn't up in the room. <laughs> just wasn't there. So they never replaced it. They just took our money. They took our money. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Um, but I mean, yeah. Um, in South Africa, if you smash it, um, you don't actually don't get paid well enough to smash <laughs> exactly it. Exactly not. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Um, how do you think your religious background has influenced your the performance aspect of your music? Mm. I, always, I remember when I also talked to Vaynant and he was telling me how you guys were in a church band when you started and you realized how enigmatic the preachers were and how you could engage an audience. Yeah, I think actually for me, it comes a little bit from even earlier because my dad is a, a minister. Mm -hmm. you know? So like when I grew up, he was always kind of like, up there right so i guess that it definitely had an influence on me you know i also wanted to do something like that to be there i yes, guess um, and i hated kind of the spotlight when i was a kid uh, when my dad was the minister because because in the church community people always know who i was mm -mm. and i didn't really want to be known so i don't know why i actually stepped into <laughs> this position but um you know, I think it's kind of started there. My mom is also into drama and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I guess the performance background is all the way through that. And mm -hmm. then we were in this massive charismatic church. And we, mm -hmm. I think we learned a lot of how to kind of um, hype talk people. to people. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. And hype them up mm -hmm. through kind of a spiritual kind of journey. Yeah. But just applying it in a secular way yeah, to... Yeah. Um, you know, take people on a journey for in, a, in a live performance. Mm, you know? mm, mm. So, I mean, the last 15 years or 18 years that I've been playing like full time in a band and then, you know, five years before that that I've mm. been playing in bands. I mean, it's like three nights a week you get to scream out your frustration yes, yeah, at I'm people sure. and, and you feed off the energy of people and crowds and yeah. it being gone, it feels, it's definitely weird. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't feel like life is normal. And do you feel like your kind of affirmation has now become electronic? Like you're going to get that energy back from the likes and from the streams and like you've had to adjust your whole... Yeah, fuck, like I'm trying to not yeah. get it through those channels yeah. as, mu as much as, as, much as exactly, uh, yeah. any human should try and not <laughs> yeah. not feel cool about you know not feed off like likes and yeah, yeah. and love online yeah so um, yeah i'm trying not to make not to replace mm. it with something else but you guys have done great through lockdown i mean you've been out there doing concerts doing live shows and everything like that it's been great to watch from lounge, from like yeah, <laughs> our yeah, lounges, yeah, from I, outside. I think I, what you need to do is send all your fans like a camera that they can put on their TVs, and then you just film that in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, it, it helps. So we, we've yeah. done we've done that at, at uh, some of the shows. We had like people in Zoom rooms that we can uh, see yeah, on yeah, screens yeah. and stuff. It helps a lot. I mean, yeah. just seeing some just faces to see a and, familiar face. and connecting with people a bit better. Yeah. 
And I think, you know, unfortunately, the world is this way that we'll probably yeah. be stuck in this vibe for still a bit. And uh, we'll probably have to do live stream shows for, for a while. For a while, yeah. 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 Or various days. My friends in LA did uh, concerts in their drive-in. So they did the big stage oh, in front cool. and then everybody would come in their cars. Yeah, that's right. We, we actually did one of those mm. as well last year. And um, it's also cool. The infrastructure, doing it yourself, is just fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. mean, if someone else pays for that, then you can play. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so um, you've been given an elephant. You can't sell it and you can't give it away. What would you do with this elephant? Hmm. I will milk it. <laughs> okay, that's just weird. <laughs> I can't sell it, I can't give it away. I've got it though, right? <laughs> you got it, you can't sell it, you can't uh, give it away. And you can't milk it. <laughs> can, I write, can I write it? Yep. And milk it, write no, it. Milk it. Um, I think, yeah, like, it's weird. I, me and my wife, Lauren, we actually rode elephants in um, what's Thailand. That? Thailand, yeah. Okay. And it feels really weird. Yes, I love like, it, yeah. But you feel so tiny, don't you? Like yeah, but, I, but so I mean, like, I still, I still feel it's like so weird getting that mass, like, getting that massive animal into a submiss submissive Sub kind yeah. of uh, place. So I don't really want to ride it. Yeah. I'll let him hang out in my pool. <laughs> you could be like your entourage <laughs> or your bouncer. Like the next time there's a game. My daughter will love having the elephant. I'm sure. Yeah. She loves Painted. animals and we don't have <laughs> any. So I'll keep it as a pet. Sounds Is good. Is that cool? Sounds good. Fuck. Some weird turns there, but yeah, we'll, I'll stop The there. milking one, that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're both huge fans of Elvis. If Elvis was alive today, what tattoos do you think he would have? Uh, yeah, if he was alive today, <coughs> he'll, he'll be the biggest artist in the world, right? Absolutely. Um, so I guess he will probably look like the biggest artist in the world. I would probably be tattooed from head to toe. I'd say face tattoos yeah, for sure. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But like good ones. Yeah, I, 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 see, I see like Post Malone um, and he's got, obviously his whole face is basically covered and Elvis mm. is like... Yeah, I think Elvis would do it better though. What do you think he'll get? He'll probably have like a portrait of Dolly Parton on his chest. Uh, oh, on his face. <laughs> no, not on his face. <laughs> on his face, like teardrops and daggers. Yeah, and that's cool. Some writing. I think that would be hard. I love uh, Post Malone's tattoos on his fingers. Have you checked those? Mm, is that what the... He's got like, um, like small little portraits of like Kurt Cobain. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Um, the guy from The Darkness, um, he's got Queen on each oh, really? everything. <laughs> yeah. And now he's got Queen's. Well, yeah, yeah uh, Rufus is their drummer. Yeah, yeah, he's Roger been their son, yeah, yeah, Roger Taylor's son's been their drummer for a good couple of years That's now. That's quite cool. Yeah. They're awesome to watch. They're such a great band live. Uh, I've, I've also seen them before Rufus was in the band. Yeah. But yeah, I also love them. Eh? It was, yeah, I saw them at that when they were like, after that first album. The massive one. The one that they were so famous yeah. for, yeah, yeah. When was the first moment you realized that music was what your love was and not rugby? Well, actually, you love rugby. I do. But when you wanted to make it your career? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure when I realized I wanted to make it my career. But I think um, when I, I kind of grew up listening to music, but I wasn't really into it. I mean, mm. you know, when I was in primary school, I guess like the stuff that was big at the time, Vanilla Ice and... 
Dr. Alba. Dr. Deep Really? No yes. shit. I guess I listened to those things yeah, yeah. and I don't know if you remember um, Technotronics. Yes, pump, pump up, up the jam, jam pump, pump it up. It up. <laughs> so I, I had that tape. I don't know that song at all. <laughs> <laughs> I had that tape. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, so I listened to that kind of shit. And then when I went to high school, my sisters are a little bit older than me. Mm. So they kind of introduced me to more alternative stuff like Pixies. Thank and, God. Pixies and Violent Thank God, Femmes. sisters. Shout yeah. out to the sisters. Yeah, they, thank God for them. Um, and then I kind of got into Nirvana and Paul Jam. And I think that kind of <laughs> changed everything for me. Nirvana, I, I got the, a friend of mine stole the Nevermind album. Okay. At the Pick and Pay Hypermarket <gasps> in, so in Brackenfell for me. You stole it for me. <laughs> and um, that was a massive influence, obviously. Pearl Jam, Green Day and Offspring, that kind of all kind of yeah, came at the same time. At the same yeah, time, yeah. the Green Day Dookie and Offspring Smash. So those four albums, I think, kind of changed my life. It mm, wanted mm, me mm. to pick up a guitar and play yeah, music. Yeah. But I never thought it would be a career. You know, I always thought I'll, I'll kind of play in a band and I'm yeah, yeah, to yeah. jam or whatever. And I think when we started Fokov and I, I wanted to play bass or guitar in the band and I was just the cuckest bassist <laughs> and the cuckest guitarist so they Maybe forced me sing. to sing <laughs> and then I became the singer and when, when I think when we recorded the first little EP we went up to Joburg to record it and while I was doing vocals there I, I think I realized this can actually become something mm. and um, yeah, then music was my career for the me. Career, yeah. Yeah. So tell me now about your going solo because obviously we all know so much about um, the success of Fokov. What led you to go out on your own? Yeah, I think like in a band scenario, you're kind of married to everyone in the band and their ideas and what they want to do with their lives. Right, right. Um, and I think in, in Fokov Police Car, we came to a, a stage where Johnny wanted to start a studio and he wanted to focus on kind of doing stuff more behind the scenes and and there was a couple of things that happened, you know, uh, we had like this media scrutiny around Fokov <laughs> and, and um, I think we kind of like burned ourselves out over kind of four years and then we kind of took a break from that mm. and then I started this other band, Funko Cartel, and we did that and focused on that for yeah. a long time and then that also kind of, you know, our drummer went to the States mm. and he wanted to go make a career there. So. It's always someone that wants to do something else. Did you, um, sorry to interrupt, no. but did you start um, getting more confidence as a solo performer in Van, Van Kirk's because that you were a bit more, were you starting to write your own songs? Yeah, that? yeah. so in Folk of Polisica, I, I, I wrote a little bit, but Ante and Johnny was the main mm -hmm. um, songwriters. In mm -hmm. Funko Cartel, I kind of started writing songs on my, on my own. Mm -hmm. And yeah, definitely it was a stepping stone yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to becoming a solo artist, but I never thought of, Becoming a solo artist, yeah. it was never something in my mind. I mean, it was just the, the way things happened, you know. And in a band, like what I wanted to say in the beginning yes. when I started the uh, answer was um, you're married to people and people make choices and um, you can't always uh, count on other people's choices for yourself. Mm, mm, mm. And in a solo career, you know, like um, while I still play with a band and I still play with great musicians and mm. I love working with them, like the, at the end of the day you're the boss yeah <laughs> <laughs> you, i can you know agree I mean? with that i like i that. can um i decide what happens next mm, mm, mm. and and i like that kind of independence mm, mm, yeah. mm. 
Tell me about that first uh, solo launch because I remember coming to it at the I remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you feel about that? No, obviously I was super nervous. It was like I was completely broke. I didn't have any bucks. It was at that stage when kind of not Folk of Police Carol and Kakartal were active. Mm. I was writing these songs that I didn't know what was what it was going to become, and it mm. eventually became my first solo album. Recorded yeah, yeah, it, didn't yeah. have any money, got a label <laughs> to put it out. Um, still didn't have any money. Yeah. So it was a very stressful time. I actually couldn't sleep for like two weeks leading up to the release. Yeah, yeah. And then uh the day the the first single dropped it was things kind of just changed mm. um and it, it became a very successful song something that like a lot of people could relate to not just people that are into rock music like mm, mm, mm. afrikaans people from yeah, all walks of life yeah definitely opened your yeah. your scope to a lot more and then um obviously that was very exciting so then i couldn't sleep for another two weeks <laughs> so it was like a month of no sleep i had to go on to sleeping pills eventually oh, just wow. to just to relax yeah <laughs> So, yeah, it was a cool time. I mean, um, it's, it's almost five years since, no, it's almost six years since then. Wow. So, yeah, I've been a... God, I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's almost six years. Um, so, very excited that you're going to be performing for us. I am very stoked. I've never <laughs> played in a tattoo jaw <laughs> before. Can you tell us a bit about the songs that you're going to be playing? Yeah, so the, the f I'm not sure which one we're going to do first, but uh, the one is a Fok of Police Kara song, an old one that yeah. actually comes from 2005. It's called Ex Kan Eilig, um, yeah, around the time when I got my first tattoo. Ah, there we go. Uh, Full circle. Yeah, it's a song kind of about where we were at, I guess, at that stage. It was, it's weird, that song is kind of, fuck, I don't know how we're going to go down this road. Can I leave it there? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Talking too much. Um, and then the other one is a new one called Dachtrum in Suburbia. Um, it's of my latest album. Yeah. It's called Dachtrum in Suburbia. And it, yeah, it's a very special tune for me. It's about my kind of upbringing in the burbs and kind of looking for something else. Yeah. But then eventually ending up in the same place. That's cool. I like yeah. that. Um, and who's playing with you? Is it Richard? Richard. Richard on red. He's, uh, he's been part of my um, band, Die Gevaar, that, mm -hmm. I, that um, play my solo That I've tattooed by. on you? Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, since, since the beginning. And uh, we also do a couple of things together. We've got a studio together and stuff like that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming here. And thank you. I hope... Um, you have all the success in the future. Thank you, and you too. <laughs> Thanks.